and we have a privilege of having them here to speak this morning, uh, and then they'll be leaving on Wednesday, correct? Yes, so Dennis, come on up, preach the word, give them a big hand, everyone. All right. Thank you, sir. It's great to be here. Um, I'm just, uh, this is our last Sunday, as he said, and I'm, it's been great to be here, and I'm sure most of you have been following us on Facebook and know where we've been by the food we've been posting. We have enjoyed the food, but I just want to get into the message right away. Um, it's the 4th of July, hallelujah. And what did they do? You know, they fought to do what? They fought so that they could build something for God. Is that right? No matter what the school systems might tell you, they fought and paid a price to build something. And that's actually the title of my message today is to fight, to build, and not just to fight. And I'm so used to having my PowerPoint right there so I can see what's there. First <laughs> Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith, take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Last week, how many were here last week? Or quite a few of you here last week. Great message on faith. Amen? And uh, he took like the first quarter of my message. So I'm just going to skip that today. We all know that we need to stand in faith. Is that right? And so I want to talk more, more than just about faith. I want to talk about building. And that God has called us to not just stand in faith and not accomplish anything, but he wants us to stand in faith for our lives and actually build something for the kingdom of God. As a church, as individuals, we have fights in our lives all the time. Is that right? But we have to have, we have to see the bigger picture that God is actually bringing us through fights in order to build something, not only build something in us, but to build something for His kingdom. In Nehemiah, you know, Nehemiah went back to Jerusalem. He got a vision from God and he went back to Jerusalem by faith. But he went back to build something. He went back to build Jerusalem, to build what God had called him, what the vision that God had called him into, he went back to build. And so I just really want us to get that picture that God wants us to build the people with Nehemiah were building the walls. They were focused on what they wanted to accomplish. Not just trying to survive. Sometimes we get in this mode of just, I just got to hold on until Jesus comes back. That's all faith is all about. is just holding on until Jesus comes again. Until I go to heaven. But God has so much more for us. He wants us to build. He wants us to stand in faith, but He wants us to build something for His kingdom. And I believe He wants to build something here in Kalamazoo to bring fame to Jesus in this city. 
We are called both to fight, but we are called to build. Do we have a passion to build? Do we see what God wants to build? Many times we have our own ideas of what we want to build in our lives, but it has nothing to do with what God wants to build in our lives. And as I was praying about this message uh, yesterday morning, you know, God just uh, dropped a word in my heart, and I was sharing it with Seth and Sarah yesterday. And I wrote it down here. Your personal lives, your personal goals, will only find true fulfillment in and through the local church and your commitment to the vision of the local church. Sometimes we try to take our plans, we decide on our plans, we decide on our goals and our dreams, and then we try to fit Jesus into it. Instead of saying, Jesus has a plan for me. What are the dreams can I attach to that plan so that I can accomplish something for his kingdom? And I just, you know, this this may be a hard word or it may be a word of encouragement. It depends on where your heart is. If your heart is in the local church, your heart is in the vision of the local church, this is a word of encouragement. If your heart is not in the local church, then this may be a challenge. Because your personal goals, your personal dreams will only find fulfillment and success as you accomplish that through the vision and commitment to your local church. Because God is all about the local church. And His kingdom is built through a local church. I want to say more, but I'm not sure I should. (laughs) I'm leaving you on Wednesday, right? (laughs) First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. How much you work in a week will probably not be remembered by many. Personal goals, personal dreams, are great if they fit into God's plan, but they will not be remembered and they will not have... What's the English word? They will not have meaning. They will not have lasting impact. They will not have lasting meaning unless it is you're laboring for the Lord and you're building His kingdom. We need to have, to have a vision for what God wants to build. 
First Corinthians three ten at the end it says, But each one should be careful how he builds. And I've noticed, you know, since my background is American, but I don't feel like I'm so much American anymore. We all like to have our own opinion heard and to mean something in America. Is that right or am I just totally off? But the Bible says to be careful how you build. What if I wanted to build a house and Cameron had a blueprint and he wanted to help build my build the house. He had a blueprint and his opinion of how the house should be. And I had my opinion about in my own blueprint and how the house should be. And then you had a and then <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then you had a blueprint and how the house should be, and we all started working on the house. What would happen to the house? Would it ever really get built? Would it be anything that would bring glory to God? Would it be anything that we could actually live in? Probably not. See, God has a blueprint. And he's given it to your leader, your pastor, and your other leaders here. And unless we are following that blueprint we will not accomplish and we will not build what God intended for us to build and we will not bring glory to his name. The Tower of Babel, they built in unity, but they were building for their own glory. And so God had to come down and confuse them. But when we build in unity in God, and for his glory, we can bring fame to Jesus here in this city. And also, First Corinthians, I'm not going to read the verse, but it talks about that the materials that you build with and how you build will be tested. And only that which is built on Jesus will withstand that testing. God is calling us to build, but build in His way. The more you choose to build, the more Satan will attack. And that's where faith comes in. Fight the good fight of faith. We have to have faith to build what God wants to build. In Japan, for the first five years, probably the first five years, we were alone. Almost no other Christians. We had to just stand in faith and stand on the promises of God. But eventually, as we stood in faith, we began to build. And now, we're considered a mega church. <laughs> Don't get too excited. We've only got about 60 members. <laughs> but in Japan, the average church is 10 members or less. Okay, we are building, but we're building according to God's plan. So I want to I just share with you a few 
battles that God has called us to fight as a church, as personal, personally and as a church. There are battles that we need to fight. Not just personal battles, but corporate battles. Number one, obedience to the Word of God. That can be a battle because we have our own personal opinions, but yet God wants us obedient to His Word. And it says there in Matthew, those who do the will of God will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, I didn't say that. God said that. If we're doing our own will, where are we going? (laughs) But if we are obeying the will of God and the word of God, where are we going? Amen? Number two, walking in unity with one another. Psalms 133 says, For for there the Lord bestows His blessing, even life forevermore. When we're building together as a church, as a community, that's where God's blessing comes. And He actually commands blessing to come to us. It's not, we can't just, we cannot just say, Oh, I hope God will bless us if we do this together. But God actually commands His blessing to come upon each and every one of you when we work together and work in unity. Number three, vision. This is another fight of faith we have to have is vision. Proverbs says, where there is no vision, the people perish. You have to fight the fight of faith for the vision that God has given your leaders. You have to fight for that vision. Every day, you know, I I tell my people at my own church, we do, there's a lot of great things to do. There's a lot of great things we could be involved in. But we are only involved in the things that God has called us in our vision to accomplish. If they don't fit into our vision, if they don't fit into the foundations of our vision, it can be great, but if it's not what God has called us to do, we're not going to find success. And so you have to have, you have to fight for the vision. It can't just be Pastor Cameron's vision. The vision has to be a part of you. Because vision is what holds you to the course of your life when you can't see anything else. When the economy goes. Do you go? Or do you stand on the vision that God has given you? You know, in Japan, when the economy went bad, more than a quarter of our church lost jobs. And some moved away. Those who were really not committed to the vision moved away. Those who were committed to the vision, you know, they told me, we didn't even think about moving away. And they held on by faith. There were no jobs. They had to hold on by faith, believing, I'm part of this vision. So if I move away, what happens to the vision? What happens to me? 
It's like, you know, I tell people, why would I want to live in America if God called me to Japan? Because that's where my safety is. That's where my covering is. That's where my blessing comes from, is being in the vision and purposes of God. And so our, our deacons, uh, Masamitsu and Francis, they both lost their jobs. And they're, but they held on. They didn't move away. They held on. And now they've both got jobs right now. You know? And it's because, and we're growing because of that. Because they held on by faith to the vision and they were committed to their local church. They were committed to the vision because the vision was a part of them. And you can't hold on unless the vision is a part of you. If the vision I think it was your ring. Did I turn it? Does it turn down there? Just in my touch. Hallelujah. I don't remember what I was talking about now. If the vision is only Pastor Cameron's, then when hard times come, I'm out of here. I'm going to look for an easier way. And that's what happens to us sometimes. We try to look for the easy way. When faith means we go the hard way many times. Because God has something to show us and to fulfill through that when we stand on faith. But it's a fight. It's a battle as a community, as a church. It's a fight that we have to fight for. Vision doesn't come without a fight. Do you understand that? Vision does not come without a fight. Vision doesn't just happen. It takes it it's a battle. It's a battle to see the vision fulfilled. I mean if it was easy, everyone would be saved. And we could all go home. But it takes a fight. Number four respect and honor for your leaders. I think this is one of the biggest fights that we have as human beings. Because our leaders are human beings also. And we make mistakes. He makes a lot, I mean, he makes some mistakes. (laughs) We make mistakes. Hey, look at King Saul. How many mistakes did he make? I don't know if he made any right choices except at the very beginning of his ministry, at the very beginning of his life. But yet, David showed respect and honor over and over and over again. And what happened? He did great things for the kingdom of God. And he would not allow others to disrespect King Saul. And so it's a battle that we have to fight, that we honor the leaders that are over us because of the uh, the 
spiritual mantle that is upon them. Not because Cameron is Cameron, but because of the spiritual authority that rests upon him, put there by, by me, by you, or by God. By God. And so, as human beings, especially in America, we always want our opinion heard and used. This is my opinion, and this is what you should do. And if you don't do it, I'm offended. I mean, that happens no matter whether you're American or Japan or because we're human beings. But yet, just the opposite is true. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be no advantage to you. You get an advantage when your pastor is happy. <laughs> you receive blessing when he's happy. That doesn't mean if he tells you to jump off a 10-story building, you go and jump off a 10-story building. That's not what we're talking about here. But he has a vision from the Lord for this community, for this church. And the more you give yourselves to that and to that authority, the more you're blessed, the more the kingdom will be built here. And the fifth thing is making disciples. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. You can't make disciples unless you first become a disciple. But God has called each of us to be building His kingdom. And building His kingdom means building people, making disciples. Are we reaching out to the world around us? We don't have to become like the world to reach the world. Jesus did not become like the world to be relevant and reach the world. But he was always reaching the world. He didn't try to reach those who already thought they had it. He reached those who knew they needed it. And God has called us to make disciples. How much time do I have left? Ten minutes. Good. I did shorten this. So in Nehemiah 4.17, it says, For those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon. They are ready to fight the good fight of faith, but yet, with the other hand, they were building. They had a vision. They were prepared to do whatever the enemy they were prepared to meet the enemy wherever they would attack. And they were able to finish the job. And that's our desire. Is at the end of our lives we can say like Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. 
Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his approaching. Isn't that our desire, that we can say that at the end of our lives? We want to finish strong. I want to talk a little bit, I guess, with the last little bit of time that I have about some of the some of the things that we need to fight well. Number one would be revelation or insight from the Lord. Nehemiah received revelation from the Lord. That's why he was able to go back to Jerusalem. That's why he found favor and he was able to build what God had called him to build because he received revelation. We both we need both personal vision, but also we need, as a church community, we need to and embrace the vision of the church. We need revelation from the Lord, both for our marriages. Your marriage cannot be all that it, God wants it to be, unless you have a revelation from God of what your marriage can be and what He wants it to be. So we need both personal revelation as well as a community, as a church, vision and revelation from the Lord. That's what kept our deacons, Masmitsu and Francis, that's what kept them by faith because they had revelation of what God wanted to do through their lives and they were committed to the vision. I want to get next to the next one. I'm not going to spend time on that one. Number two, we need to remove the rubble. In Nehemiah it says, Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also our enemies said, Before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and will kill them and put an end to the work. We need a good rubble remover. We all have rubble in our lives. We all have garbage in our lives. And we need to recognize the rubble in our lives and remove it so that we can actually build. Because we can't build unless we first get rid of the rubble. But if we're not willing to look at the rubble in our lives, then it's easy for Satan to sneak up and to come and to kill and destroy. It's like garbage. You all have garbage in your house, right? What would happen if you never took the garbage out of your house and you just kept accumulating more and more garbage? Pretty soon it would begin to smell. It would begin to stink. But because you never removed it, you would think, this is normal. And then you invite a friend over. And you open the door. Please, come into my house. Come, sit down. But the odor would be so great that they probably wouldn't even be able to get in the door. And that's like garbage in our lives sometimes. Sometimes we can't see the garbage in our lives. And we need others 
graciously and lovingly to point it out to us so that we can remove it. Sometimes your leaders will come and point out some garbage. They're not doing it because they enjoy it. They're doing it to help build you up. And that's, yes, to set you free. We need to recognize the rubble and the garbage in our lives. If we don't remove the rubble in our lives, it makes it easy for Satan to destroy what God would want to build. What are some of the rubbles in your life? Let's look at the next verse, 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 20. I fear that there may be quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, fractions, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. I am afraid that when I come again, my God will humble me before you, and I will be grieved over many who have sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual sin, and debauchery in which they have indulged. The Corinthians had a lot of garbage. They had a lot of rubble that needed to be removed. Do any of these strike a note in your own heart? But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language, you know, it's, it surprises me. I'm on Facebook and I see supposedly Christians and the words they use are shocking to me. <laughs> Just the language that they use. Does it please God? Just because it's culturally okay? Is it okay with God? How we speak, how we talk? To one another. You know, we want to be culturally relevant, but we don't want to be. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yes. We don't want to become one of them. We want to become like Jesus. I mean, that's my goal, is to be more and more like Jesus each day. My wife is waving at me that I have five minutes left or less. So number three is personal responsibility. We need to take personal responsibility for our lives. Responsibility is the ability to choose our response. How we respond is in our control. What others do is not in our control, but how we respond is in our control. We need to take personal responsibility. And I had a test here for you, but I don't think I have time. So, do I have time? Short test? you want to take a test? You don't usually come to church to take a test. But let's just say I don't have... Uh, can we go to the next PowerPoint? Keep going. No, I think there should be. Keep going, I think. 
Did it miss the the circles? Oh, it missed the circles. The one with the circles on it. Okay. There's two circles. One circle is everything that's not in your control. And then there's one more circle, a very small circle, and that's everything that is in your control. So let's take a test. The weather. Is it not in your control or is it in your control? It's not in your control. We don't have control over the weather. How about uh, your favorite sport team? How many were Celtic fans? You were hoping that they would be in your control so that they could win the title. Sorry, I wanted the Lakers. (laughs) How about your children? Are they in your control or out of your control? You can't tell them when to poop. You can't tell them when to pee. They're not in your control, right? How about your spouse? Is she out of control? I mean, out of your control or in your control? (laughs) Your spouse is not in your control. My wife is always not in my control. (laughs) So, how about teenagers? They're not even in the circles. (laughs) So what actually is in your control? What's in this small circle? What's in your control? Only you. You only have control over you. How you respond to others, whether you choose to forgive, whether you choose to show love and compassion, that's all in your control. How they treat you is in this outer circle. It's not in your control. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says that you're only judged on what's in your control. You will be judged one day, but only what's in your control. How you respond to others. Well, I did this because of her. Her, when you go to heaven, her is not going to be there. Only how you responded is going to be there. Amen? Amen. The good news is you're totally, only totally responsible for what you have total control over. God only holds us accountable for what is in our control. So I'll end with this. St. Francis said, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, everything that's not in my control, the courage to change the things I can, everything that's in my control, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's what we need to ask God, to give us the wisdom to know the difference and that we are building and not just fighting. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis, for uh, preaching the words to us this morning. It's been so great to have them for the last few weeks, hasn't it? Just to know that they've been here with us. And um, every year when we go to Japan, we put a lot of stress on their family by showing up and demanding that they house us and feed us and drive us around and things like that. So it's been great to host them this time around and to have them with us. Hasn't it been great? It's been so good.
Um, well, welcome everybody. Uh, welcome to, to New Day and welcome on the 4th of July. It's very exciting to have a holiday weekend, isn't it? Nice to have some extra time off work this weekend and, and tomorrow everybody gets to kind of chill and enjoy the weekend. So, um, we didn't actually order any fireworks for church this morning. So if you want to see fireworks, um, you're going to have to go somewhere else tonight. So St. Joe has fireworks tonight. Where else? Does anybody know where there's fireworks? Kalamazoo has fireworks. Anywhere else? No? All right. I guess if you stay close to home, you'll see some fireworks for 4th of July. So that'll be fun. Okay, I have a couple of announcements for you and uh, just a couple of things to draw your attention to. Um, Dennis has been preaching to to us this morning and um, if you would like to give a donation to Dennis and to his family or to their church, um, you can do that on the uh, offering envelope. And we're going to take an offering in a couple of minutes. And uh, there's actually a section right on here that you can um, include if you have an offering uh, specifically for Dennis, for Kaku, for the family, or for their church, that you can um, donate that right there. And that'll go. all of that will go to them. Uh, if you are a guest with us this morning... I want to draw your attention to the bulletin, and there's lots of announcements in here about what's happening at New Day, but specifically, if you are a guest, you can tear this off right here, and it's our connection card, and if you fill that out and bring it back to the uh, connection counter, which is right at the back of the room, uh, we have a gift for you to thank you for coming and being with us this morning at New Day. The bulletin, um, also you can use that and you can use the tear-off section, the connection card if you have any prayer requests or any needs that you want to let us know about as a church. And uh, there's a team of people who will pray for um, any prayer requests that you put on there. And uh, that's a really good thing to take advantage of. Okay, I have a couple of announcements coming up. Um, There is uh, a little insert in your bulletin. It's a bake sale. It's a fundraiser for the youth group that's coming up. And there's details um, on the insert for that. Next Sunday, we have uh, Matthew and Nancy Botsford will be ministering with us. And they have an incredible testimony, uh, an amazing story of uh, what God has done in their lives. And they're going to be coming to minister so you will not want to miss that. It's going to be a really good uh, time with them. Jesus Loves Kalamazoo is an event that's coming up July 12th to 16th. And uh, there's details on this flyer. And that is at the connection counter uh, at the back of the church. August 15th, we will not be having Sunday service here because we'll be having the New Day camping trip and church service is going to be at Van Buren State Park. And I just read there's going to be a cookout. Is that right? Wow, that's exciting. So we're going to have church service church service at 11, followed by a cookout. So that's going to be fun. So don't come here on the 15th, because cause you will possibly be the only person that's here. And I will not be having church here. So uh, head down to Van, Van Buren State Park, August 15th. And that's going to be fun. We did that last year, and it was it was really good. All right. Well, I think that's all of the announcements. If the ushers could come forward, we are going to take an offering. And again, if you want to um, specify anything for the Sagers, um, you can do that. So let's uh, go ahead and pray for the offering. And uh, Father, we just uh, look to you and we just thank you for everything that you have given us. We thank you for this chance to give back to you. 
with our tithes, with our offerings. We just thank you so much for the provision and the blessing that you've given us. God, we just pray for more, and we just pray for an increase and provision for each family, each person who attends this church. And God, we just ask that you would um, pour out your blessing as we give back to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So as we are taking the offering this morning, I want to invite Kaku to come up, and she has a word of testimony. So give her a, give her a warm hand as she comes up. Good morning. Um, I, want to, I want to thank Pastor Cameron for um, this opportunity just to greet you. And um, first of all, I want to send greetings from my church, from your, your sister church in Japan, Hope International Fellowship. We love you, and we always appreciate your prayers and support and love that you bring to us. And I just, um, I have been so blessed to be here. And I was just thinking this morning, why do I feel at home here in this church? Or why do I feel so blessed and encouraged when I come to this church and worship together with you and also when I talk to you in person? Why do I feel so blessed and encouraged? And um, so this is my observation, you know, your church and each one of you. First of all, is uh, there is life in here. The life of God is in this place. And also I see and I feel the, the life of God in each one of you. And second is your faithfulness to God and also to, to the church. And it just blesses me to see how faithful you guys are. And also I see um, joy of the Lord in this place and also in each one of you. And also I see the desires that you have to serve Him to love Him, and also serve the church, serve others, and it desires to reach out to others to know Jesus. And I shared with the team last year uh, what I felt from the, church, uh, from the team that came is that um, you have love. You love us so much. That touches us the most. And um, that makes me kind of cry again. But I just want to thank you for um, loving us especially our children, they feel so blessed to, to be welcomed, to be accepted, and to be loved by you. And uh, we'll be leaving on Wednesday, and I have to say that I'm excited. I'm looking forward to going back, but on the other side, I will miss you so much, and I look forward to coming back. I don't know when we can come back, but I'm looking forward to coming back, and I want to thank you for your sacrifices that you made to, to bring us back here to Kalamazoo. And I want to thank you, Cameron, and um, Kathy's not here, but I want to tell you that you have a great, great pastor and his wife. They are so great, and I want to thank you so much for your love and for just accepting us and welcoming us. And thank you, all of you, for your love again. Thank you. Thank you. Arigato. Arigato. Why don't you, Dennis and Kaku, why don't you stand up? Just come over. We're going to pray for you real quick and then dismiss. Would you just stretch out your hand just for a blessing? Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Yeah, let me take your hand. Yeah, under the platform so they can see you. Hold your hands. There we go. All right, well, just stretch out your hand, okay? You have authority. Everyone here in the building, if you're a believer in Christ, you have authority to bless, 
All right, God's given you that authority. Ah, Adrian and Daniel, come up, quick, come up, quick, 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 run. And so we just want to exercise our authority to bless. Jesus said, whatever you release on earth is released in the heavenly realm. And so in Jesus' name, we release blessing. In Jesus' name, we release favor. In Jesus' name, we release provision both natural and supernatural, in the name of the Lord Jesus, as though Jesus himself were saying these words, we speak in the name of Jesus, and we say, bless this family, bless this ministry, let them grow and prosper in the name of the Lord. And everyone agrees, say amen out loud, real loud. Amen! Amen. Bless you guys. All right. Well, we want to bless everyone. And uh, in order to do that, we have prophetic ministry on this side, just a team of folks that have trained to hear God's voice and share with you what they feel God would have for you this morning. On this side, we have prayer ministry. If you have any prayer need whatsoever, healing need, if you need encouragement, or just need someone to agree with you in prayer, I encourage you to come up and receive prayer. Otherwise, please stand. Greet one another, and you are dismissed. Don't forget the intersection with snacks, and as people arrive for second service, you can mingle.
Christmas. There's special snacks from Japan at, in the connection counter, uh, so you can check out special Japanese snacks.
morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, welcome to New Day Community Church. Welcome to Second Service. Today is Communion Sunday. Um, and a few songs after we start singing, we're going to be doing communion, and the children are in with us this morning, so we get to enjoy the children today. So we're going to just welcome the presence of God by praying, and if you join with me, Father, we just thank you so much for your love, and we welcome your presence. And I just pray, Father, for um, just an encounter with you in worship this morning, and we bless you. And we thank you that we have this opportunity to gather together and be one in unity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, worship team. Apparently we're having some technical difficulties. Don't let that get in the way. Just follow Seth. Father, we just want to encounter you this morning. Lord, nothing else will satisfy us this morning, God. We just want to meet with you. So we invite you to come, God. Come and inhabit our praise this morning, Father. Yeah, yeah. Falls from your heart down on me. Glory streams from your face so lovely. A million words could not describe how marvelous your perfect light. I adore you. Sing with all my heart, and I adore you. Oh, I love everything you are. I adore you, and I will sing it with all my heart. Oh, I adore you. Oh, I love everything you are. Let's sing that again. Mercy falls. Mercy. Falls from your heart down on me. I receive it, Lord. Your glory streams from your face so lovely. 
A million words could not describe how marvelous your perfect life. I adore you. I will sing it with all my heart. Oh, I adore you. Oh, I love everything you are. I adore you. I will sing it with all my heart. Oh, I adore you. Oh, I love everything you are. Oh, yeah. Everything you are, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. I adore, I adore, I adore you, Lord. You are worthy. Oh, you are worthy, Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sing verse 2. My heart beats. My heart beats to the rhythm of your heart. Let my eyes focus on your beautiful light. A million tongues could not express how beautiful your holiness. Oh, I adore you. I will sing it with all my heart. Oh, I adore you. Oh, I love everything you are. I adore you. I will sing it with all my heart. Oh, I adore you. I love everything you are. I adore you, Lord. I adore you. I adore you. You are worthy. I will sing it with all my heart. I adore you. I love everything you are. I adore you. Ooh, I will sing it with all my heart. I adore you. I love everything you are. Yeah, I adore, I adore, I adore you, Lord. Oh, you are beautiful. You are beautiful. 
Oh yeah, I adore you, Lord. You are glorious. Oh, you are glorious, Lord. Uh, My life is yours. My life is yours. Will be forever. My life is yours. Will be forever. We give it all to you, Lord. My life is yours. Will be forever. My life is yours. My life is yours. Oh, I adore you. I will sing it with all my heart. Oh, I adore you. I love everything you are. I adore you. I will sing it with all my heart. Oh, I adore you. I love everything you are. I adore you. I will sing it with all my heart. I adore you. I love everything you are. I adore you, Lord. And I will sing it with all my heart. I adore you. I love everything you As we were singing, I just got this picture, you know, um, there's a red, white, and blue flag, and today is the 4th of July, and why do we celebrate that? Because America declared their freedom, you know? Um, but the reason we're singing today is because 2,000 years ago, we got freedom, you know? So the fireworks pale in comparison to what... God deserves for our freedom, you know, when you worship this morning, just give it your all, you know, more than any fireworks display, more than any anything that's here on earth, God deserves even more 
because your freedom can't be taken away from you. It's eternal.
So, Father, today we cry out for more freedom. Lord, we are happy where you've taken us, Lord, but we know with you there's always more. I pray, Lord, that each person here um, understands there's something that they need released in their spirits. I pray, Lord, that each person here understands that they've got more joy from you, more peace from you, more righteousness from you, more mercy from you. Lord, you had so much to give. And, Lord, we've been sitting here like little robots. And, God, we want to be released today. So we cry out and say, freedom, God. Please give us freedom. Celebrate your love, oh Lord, today. Oh, we celebrate your love, my Lord, today. Oh, we'll raise a shout and sing to you, our Lord King. Oh, we'll raise a shout and dance before our King. Oh, we celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate, Lord. La 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 I will raise a shout and dance before Rocky. We sing a new song, we sing a new song, Lord. Oh, la la. Oh, we sing a new song, Lord.
la 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 And I embrace surrender. You and I choose to believe. You and I will say yes. You and I embrace worship. You and I choose to to love. You and I are forgiven and free. Yeah, yeah. You and I. You and I choose to believe. right it's a celebratory communion this morning like Jesus said he's fervent to have his communion with us and we're fervent for him so um, there are four tables in the room um, and we would love for you to to go and get um, a a cup and bread at the closest table to you communion is reserved for those who have made a commitment to Jesus Um, so we welcome everyone who has to partake with us today. So why don't you go ahead, go to one of the four closest tables to you and get a cup and bread. Well, I felt this morning that um, uh, there was a real um, just tangible understanding of unity this morning, and um, I just was feeling this morning like God wanted me to highlight just how his blood brings unity, and um, in, in the body, in the natural body, 
uh, blood, it, it flows to every organ and it brings unity in the whole body with every organ and we're all a part of the body of Christ and, and Jesus' blood brings unity among us as a body, as a church but also it brings unity within ourselves in places where maybe we believe like a lie and maybe we also believe a truth there's a part of us that, that maybe has a problem with the truth and it, when Jesus' blood comes in it brings unity within ourselves you know, and, and when we sometimes disagree with something we know to be true, Jesus' blood can come in and reconcile that. And in Genesis it says that the, the life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. And so wherever his blood flows, there's life. So just as there's life within our body, our church body, and in, in our body in Japan, we are one body, aren't we? Our church body in Japan and our church body here were unified because of Jesus' blood. We are also unified within ourselves because of Jesus' blood. And blood also carries um, nutrients and oxygen to every part of the body, and it takes away waste. So that's what the blood does. is It brings us what we need, and it takes away what we don't need. And so this morning, as we take this communion, let's just remember the unity that God blesses us with and his blood, and also what he does is he brings us the good things and takes away the bad things. So let's just get the, the bread. Let's hold it. And thank Jesus for his body that was broken for us. Jesus said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take the bread and eat it. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. And he said, this is the cup. This is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. And just as you're taking it, remember the good things that he's pouring in and the, the things that are in our lives that he's taking away that are negative, that are not from him, and how he's bringing us unity in ourselves and in the body of Christ. Drink the cup. Hmm. Yo. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for the life. We just receive your life in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I pray for every place that has deadness in us, Lord, that, that life would be released in those places, that truth would reign, Father, that unity would reign. We just receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Nothing can separate. Nothing can separate. Even if I ran away, your love never fail. I know I still make mistakes, but you have new mercies for me every day. Your love never fail. 
you stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid. Because I know that you love me. Your love never fails. Let's sing verse 1 again. Nothing can separate. Nothing can separate. Even if I ran away. Your love never fails. Thank you, Father. And we celebrate your love, God. I know I still make mistakes. You have new mercies for me every day. Your love never fails. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rain, I don't have to be afraid. Because I know that you love me. Your love never fails. Verse 2, the wind is strong, the wind is strong and the water is deep, but I'm alone here in these open seas, your love never fails. The chasm is far too wide, I never thought I'd reach the other side, but your love never fails. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid. Because I know that you love me. Your love never fails. Hey, yeah. Your love, your love never fails. We celebrate, we celebrate, we celebrate your love. Oh, we celebrate your love today. Worthy, worthy, worthy. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things 
Work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You say the same. You say the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rain, I don't have to be afraid. Because I know that you love me. Your love never fails. Yeah, yeah, let's lift up a shout. Let's lift up a shout. Yeah! Your love never fails, God. Your love never fails, God. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Your love, your love, your love, your Your love never fails. Your love never fails. Your love never fails. Your love never fails. Lord, we just proclaim it, God. I just feel like there's some people that are like, ew, I don't know if that's true. But let's just proclaim it in faith this morning. Let's proclaim it. Just stand on your chairs and proclaim it. I'm sorry, Cameron. Stand on your chairs and proclaim, God, your love never fails. God, your love never fails. Your love never fails, God. Your love never fails, God. We believe it, God. We proclaim it, God. Your love never fails, God. You are the awesome God. You are beautiful God. You are glorious God. Your love never fails God. Your love never fails God. Your love never fails. We'll get the trampoline out next week. We'll get the trampolines out next week. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, your love never fails. Never fails. We thank you that we can have confidence in that in, this, in the face of every obstacle. That we have confidence that your love never fails. That's what we celebrate. Thank you, Jesus. 
that you died on the cross so that we could partake of this communion, a communion of hope and of celebration, confidence and of trust that we our lives are held securely in your hands. Oh, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to give the mic over to Dennis as he comes and brings a word and... <clears throat> You know, it was almost 20 years ago, about 20 years ago, that uh, the Sagers went to a land, uh, Japan. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, so these are the words of, of, uh, of man and a family that <clears throat> have endured living in a nation where uh, there are virtually no Christians, less than one-tenth of one percent uh, of the entire population. And they went in faith, initially knowing virtually no Christians, and, uh, and have built a fantastic church that we've had the honor of visiting many times. So Dennis, come on up, preach the word. Rush and all the children may be dismissed. Children may be dismissed. Good morning, everyone. I